Welcome to the Farm Bits Podcast, a product of Nebraska Extension Digital Agriculture. I'm Jackson Stansel. And I'm Samantha Teton. And we come to you each week to discuss the trends, the realities, and the value of digital agriculture. Through interviews and panels with experts, producers, and innovators from all sectors of digital technology, we hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Welcome FarmBits followers and first-time listeners to the FarmBits podcast. I'm glad you're listening in on this episode as we continue on in our Precision Crop Protection series. In this episode, we're excited to have Franklin Pites, Product Marketing Manager for John Deere, joining the podcast to discuss John Deere's new CN Spray Select system that has just hit the commercial market over the last few months. CN Spray is a technology that has attracted significant attention in recent years as environmental sustainability, weed resistance, and farm profitability continue to be major issues in agriculture. The CN Spray system offered by John Deere is giving the chance for this technology to be utilized commercially for the first time. Though it's far from its final iteration that will allow in-season, real-time spot spraying of weeds, this current CN Spray Select system is an exciting development in that direction. To learn about how the system works and where we currently are in terms of its effectiveness, let's listen in on this interview with Franklin Pites. So in your current role, I guess you're working with application systems a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about that that specific role and and kind of how you're helping to get those to market? Absolutely. Yep. So I'm the product product marketing manager for our sprayer equipment. And, And really my focus is on um, bringing new products to market. So I work with our dealers, our field teams um, to develop marketing plans, training events, and, and demonstration activities so that when the, the factory is building all these uh, fantastic products, I'm kind of the handoff then to the, the dealers who are, who are selling the equipment to make sure the dealers are really understanding the value that the equipment could bring to our customers' operation. Got you. Awesome. So I'm sure you see a lot of different things. You probably worked a little bit with the exact apply system that I guess has been on the market a few years now, but, but one of the new technologies that there's a lot of buzz around is sea and spray technology. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about that product and, and what exactly the, the offering is from John Deere? You bet. Yeah. So you're, you're spot on. This is brand new revolutionary technology. Um, it's called sea and spray select. It's using camera visualization to identify green weeds in, in brown fallow fields to only spray the weeds as you're going uh, across the ground. So what we've seen, uh, we've, we've tested in about 75,000 acres, and, and we've seen on average about a 77% reduction in, in herbicide uh, using this, this exclusive seed spray technology. Um, and what it's what's really exciting is we are moving and adapting from a technology standpoint to focusing on fields, to focusing on zones, to now focusing on plant level management, uh, which is exactly what our customers are asking us for. And uh, it's, it's, it's really this, this first sea and spray select is, is kind of the first step in a marathon when, when you start to think about that kind of plant level management. Sure. And so, so just before we get into kind of the, the more technical aspects of the system yeah. right now, is this technology like currently on the market right now in, in a commercial form or is it more of a beta test or, or how, where is it in the rollout right now? Yeah, th- thanks for asking. So we launched this to the public in April and then we had a limited quantity of orders that were eligible for, for our dealers to offer to customers uh, just this last June. So, so gotcha. just a couple months ago. So this is this is brand new, and it and like I said, limited quantities. We're really targeting geographies 
that, that follow that fallow ground crop practice. So think about small grains production areas, uh, arid climates kind of in the US and Canadian plains over to arid areas in, in Australia as well, where you know people are not planting crop uh, one year in order to retain all of the nutrients in the soil for the following year. And, and so, you know, as weeds pop up in those empty fields, you know, those, those weeds are stealing nutrients uh, from, from the soil that, that the farmers are hoping to, to leverage in future years farming practices. So sure. uh, this technology is really helping you focus, uh, reduce your cost savings, and also, um, you know, more environmentally sustain your land for future years crops. Sure. That, that's super interesting. And so I assume that the goal here is go ahead and get this product out there, kind of see how it works on these fallow grounds in a commercial setting, and then kind of continue progressing and, and try to use it in real field scenarios when you have plants growing alongside weeds. Is that is that the ultimate goal eventually? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so yeah, I mean, these, these sprayers are going to be hitting the ground. We've already got some tests, test sprayers on the ground. These, these sprayers that are ordered will be ready uh, in the winter, spring timeframe for our customers. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's, it's still the initial, uh, first launch of, of this scene spray technology to the public. Awesome. I mean, that's, that's super exciting. I mean, that it's, it's actually starting to make its way out. Uh, I know a few years ago, I saw the John Deere acquisition of, of Blue River. Uh, and that seemed to be one of those big acquisitions and maybe kind of one of the first plays within this, this automation and, and kind of computer vision space to, to really incorporate what's going on in the startup world into, major commercial applications. And so is, is this is this kind of the first embodiment of that technology that's made its way to market? Yeah, so so that's it's a really good question, really good point. So the, what I'll clarify is this C and Spray Select, this first iteration technology that we're releasing to the market is more foundational from our exact apply technology um, that, that is the John Deere technology. And then we purchased some computer, I'm sorry, some camera visualization technology from the University of Southern Queensland in Australia. Huh. So uh, we acquired that technology, paired that with our exact apply. And then obviously you, you mentioned Blue River. Blue River kind of came in towards the end to kind of help us uh, cross the finish line, so to speak, for Got this it. initial sea and spray select. But what I'll say, and, and you hit on it, is Blue River is absolutely fundamental and, and pivotal for us to expand on this technology going forward. So would you describe just a little bit more detail exactly like what this system looks like? I mean, we're, we're saying sea and spray, we're saying it's identifying weeds. W what sort of components are involved in this system? You know, how many nozzles are we controlling at one time out there in the field? And, and you know, are we installing this on only new sprayers? Is it at retrofitable? Can you tell us a little bit yep. about that? Yeah, so, so at, at the current time, it's only uh, available on new sprayers. Okay. And so, so if you think about it, um, we've got 120 foot boom is, is our standard, right? For yep. every meter on the boom, we've got a camera. And so that's on 120 feet, wow. that's about 36 cameras on the boom itself. And think of the cameras as the eyes of the operation. And then we've got computer processors on the boom that are kind of the brains. And so as the, the sprayer's going through the field, the camera is picking up images, it's then sending those images to the computer processor, which is then identifying, oh, that's a green plant that, that or a green weed that I need to spray and sends a signal to the nozzle to release the chemical down. And all that happens in about 200 milliseconds or wow. 0.2 seconds, which is equivalent to the blink of an eye. 
Um, so it's, it's really tremendous uh, camera technology. What I'll tell you also, it's not just looking down at the ground just below it. The camera is actually looking several feet ahead as well. And so if you combine what all 36 cameras are seeing at once, it's the equivalent of about 2,200 square feet, which mm. is comparable to about an average size house. So, so that's how much area uh, it's, it's seeing and, and analyzing at, at wow. all times. That, that, that look ahead aspect is really interesting, right? Because you think about how beneficial that is within prescriptive control uh, for any sort of variable rate application. So to be able to get that with a camera, you're able to really help out that control system and, and make sure that you are accurately spraying those weeds, right? You betcha. You know, you're, you're spot on using that exact apply technology and, and calibrating with, you know, all the different GPS technology that's going on inside the sprayer. All, all of that technology is in sync and connected in order to, to make it the most efficient pass uh, at the application rate that, that you're setting in the cab. So, so, so I'm, I'm trying to think about it, about an operator right now, right? They're, they're going through the field spraying like this. If I'm yep. an operator, I'm thinking, man, I can't be going through the field at, at 10 to 15 miles, miles per hour if this thing is sensing everything. But is it really possible to get up to those speeds? Yeah, yeah. So, so through our testing uh, with the sea and spray technology, you can go up to 12 miles per hour. So it's still operating at at a pretty functional speed with that high degree of precision and accuracy. And, and then what I will say is, and we haven't touched on this yet. So sea and spray is just one aspect of of the sprayer. With a push of the button in the cab, you can actually transform the sprayer to go back to traditional broadcast spraying, which at that point, you can go upwards of 20 miles per hour with the sprayer. Um, and then as you're going, you know, from field to field on the roads, you can transport it up to 35 miles an hour. That, that's, yeah. that, that is a, so you said you've kind of, you, you can go from push of a button. I mean, how many different modes of operating does a sprayer have on it? I mean, if it's just a typical exact apply, how exactly... How many different ways can an operator choose to operate? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so if you're just doing traditional broadcast using our exact apply technology, let me just give you a couple of different examples of sure. how exact apply yeah. works. So yeah. say you sit down with an agronomist and you're kind of studying a weed map in your field, identifying areas in the field that have higher weed pressure, higher, higher weed populations, and your agronomist is, is choosing a prescription to uh, apply higher degrees of chemicals uh, or higher rates of chemicals in those areas. You upload that weed map and in, in, into our John Deere operation center. And then once you're in the cab of the tractor spraying, as you're going over those areas that the agronomist identified, the exact apply nozzles are actually increasing the rate as you're going through the field based off of your GPS location. Sure. So, so that's, that's one thought, you know, obviously the it, it's got the map of the field. If you're going across a waterway, say, and you need to get to the other side, the exact apply nozzles know what, exactly where the waterway is so that they shut off and then turn back on once you re-enter the field so that you're, you know, maximizing your, the, the chemical that you have in, in your tank. And, and I guess one, one, one last, I guess, example that, that uh, I think helps customers think through things is, the connectivity between the GPS and the exact apply nozzles. Say you're you're moving at 15 miles an hour, but you kind of you want to you you want to get up to 20 miles an hour. Well, as you accelerate, the GPS is picking up on that acceleration and sending signals down to those nozzles, saying, "Hey, I'm moving faster. You actually need to spray faster too to keep up with the, sure. the application rates that that you know we we already set up 
for what we want for this field. So um, yeah, that that broadcast technology for with using exact apply is is really really uh, efficient and beneficial for our customers. And can you still use like some of those those other beneficial technologies like turn compensation uh, and some of those like with the system oh, yeah. as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you're turning, think you know one wing is swinging all the way out and one wing is kind of staying in place and pivoting. And the the one that's pivoting, you don't want to overspray that area. So the exact apply nozzles will reduce the application rate. So you're not, you know, drowning the, the plants or, or weeds and, and chemicals and, and sure. obviously uh, saving some, some chemicals yeah, as well. Absolutely. Which I think we all, we all uh, would like to see that happen. And so, so thinking about this system right now, we have a system that's going out. It's, it's kind of, you know, operating in, in fallow ground. Are this, are the cameras that are currently in place out there, are those RGB cameras and, and the same type that eventually John Deere is aiming to, to kind of use within full crop fields, you know, to identify weeds or are there going to be some additional system upgrades in terms of like processing power and, and cameras that are used in order to get into some of those other cropping environments? Yeah, let me, let me just say this. So, so the cameras, the exact apply technology, the nozzles, the, the processors, everything is, is a part of the John Deere system and it's all integrated into the sprayer. So, you know, as our technology continues to, to expand and get better, um, we're ab absolutely going to be, um, you know, introducing some some newer components but everything's going to be tested and, and owned by John Deere so that you know if anything were to happen to the sprayer it can be serviced by your one John Deere dealer yeah. um, and 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 really be a one-stop shop solution for our customers so they're not dealing with third parties over here for this aspect of the sprayer everything is John Deere and that's the great thing about this uh this CN spray is it's the first we are the John Deere is the first manufacturer to offer this technology in one integrated system on top of a John Deere sprayer so we're, we're super excited that brings a lot of value to the customer they don't have to worry about changing exactly how they do with you know how they do service uh, which dealerships they're working with and, and all that sort of stuff I think there's a lot of value in that Absolutely. You, you, you talk to customers and one of their biggest pain points is, is downtime, you know, and, and just having John Deere dealer support. And, and during COVID, we've ex especially noticed remote display access. So we the technology we've got in the cab, uh, if there's a malfunction, they can actually, uh, a service member from the dealership can remote go into the cab to kind of see what all is going in with the diagnostics yeah. and yeah. talk through the customer in the cab how to troubleshoot the error that they're having so that they don't have to have somebody from the dealership come out to help repair it and the customer can do it themselves. So that that's uh, just been another way that technology has, has made every farmer's life better. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a great feature. I was actually this spring, we have a, uh, one of our, our, cooperating farmers on our on-farm research network. Uh, he's a, he's a big John Deere guy and he has the John Deere operations center. Uh, and he actually had me sending in, you know, our prescriptions to, to get our study uh, initiated through the cloud, you know, and I was, I was remote watching his application in the field, which was pretty fun. I was able to kind of tell him, you know, oh, you need to slow down a little bit and make sure that the rate <laughs> controllers are on top of things. And I don't know, it was, it was really exciting. I thought. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you got to experience that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool stuff. And, you know, having that support system and, and being able to get, you know, an expert on the line pretty quickly, there's a lot of value to that, especially because I'm thinking that there are probably some growers, custom applicators, customers out there that may be worried about, you know, if this system is going to be difficult to operate. So I, I guess one question I have for you is, is how diff different is it from a typical spray operation or is it really just kind of a plug and play uh, technology that if you know how to work a typical John Deere monitor, you can pretty easily navigate around this, this system. Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. And once you get set up initially with the dealer, with your prescription, everything in, in the cab, then, then really it's, it's the same old, you know, control system for, you know, acceleration, deceleration, how exact apply is, is managing the nozzles. It, it's, it's really a, a similar user experience for the operator. And that's, I mean, that's good to know. Cause once you, once you get used to a monitor, it's like if, if something changes in there, it can be a, a really, uh, a really big deal and it can cause some downtime for farmers out there. So kind of moving away from, from more of the technical specs and kind of into talking about system accuracy a little bit more, you said that, I think one of the numbers you offered up earlier was you can save 77% of kind of those, the, the actual pesticide product uh, applied. I mean, how accurate is the system right now? And actually hitting weeds uh, and making sure that those those weeds are completely knocked out killed there's enough product on them to make sure that we aren't you know building up any sort of resistance or, or anything like that yeah no so it's a great question so like i said we tested over seventy-five thousand acres uh through the evolution of this this sea and spray select technology and what we found is it is a 98 percent hit rate for the for the chemical to to emit from the nozzle and to hit, actually hit the weed so, um, you know, that's actually pretty comparable to what a grower will experience with traditional broadcast as well. Wow. Um, what, one of the really cool parts of this job has been going out in the field for a demonstration with a customer, right? So you're talking about accuracy. And uh, obviously, we can talk about numbers as much as we want, but farmers are still going to be skeptical. They need to see it for themselves. So one of my favorite things is when we load up a demonstration sprayer, we, we put a blue dye in the tank so that as it's uh, coming out of the nozzle, you can see on the ground where that spray went, right? And so sure. uh, I'll be walking with the customer uh, uh, several feet behind a spray and we're watching, okay, a nozzle goes off to the left here, a nozzle goes off to the right here. And uh, then you walk up to that space and you see, oh, I see that little area of blue dye, yeah. but you look down, you're like, I don't see anything, you know, I, it, there's no weed there. It must have malfunctioned. Right? right. But then you have to like get down on your knee and look and you see a little blade of grass and you're like, holy cow, that camera saw something I couldn't see just from, from standing above this thing. And that's, that's the cool realization point. Uh, right. When you look at a customer and their, their eyebrows are raised and they're like, wow, this, this is actually works. Like this is yeah. awesome. No joke. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that's been one of the most rewarding parts of of, of being in this job and, and seeing this technology. Yeah, it's that's that's really cool. I mean, so if, if we're thinking about you know the the efficacy of killing weeds as well as saving product across these fields, yep. can you can you quantify exactly what the cost savings and maybe total product savings you would see on maybe a hundred acre field uh, for us using this type of technology and and having it have that sort of accuracy? Yeah, so so I'll qualify. Gosh, there's just so many different variables between the type of herbicide you're putting down. Uh, here's what I'll share. I, I, we mentioned the 77% savings in, in herbicide. 
What I will also share is that our farmers with that cost savings, they're not going out and buying a boat. Um, what they're doing actually is they're investing in more complex chemical mixes because what research has found is that when you are trying to attack a weed with, with two different modes of action or two different types of chemicals, they're trying to eliminate the weed in, in two different ways, uh, that, that weed is 83 times less likely to develop a herbicide resistance. And so if I could explain that a little bit further, weeds, weeds are just, you know, normal organisms. They're going to evolve. And, and some of these weeds, unfortunately, have de de developed kind of a tolerance to the chemicals that we spray, the herbicide that we spray them with. And so when we're able to use more complex uh, chemical mixes to attack and eliminate those weeds, it's not only saving the crop this year, but it's reducing the herbicide resistance throughout the field, which means next year and the year after, you know, it's just going to help Im improve uh, the field and, and the nutrients in the soil. I think that is probably an underrealized benefit of seeing spray type technology. I think uh, on the very surface level, a lot of people see, okay, it's, it's cost savings, but the reality is that our, our resistance problem in agriculture is probably going to cost us even more in the long term than saving that product, saving that product on a single field. Right. You, you betcha you, you're, you're spot on. And, and our, our farmers, not only do, do they appreciate the cost savings and, and being able to be more aggressive with weed control, but then they're also the biggest stewards of their land. They, they, they want to be able to sustainably you know, grow products from year to year. Every farmer is not only thinking about how do I maximize this year's crop, they're thinking decades down the line of how they can maximize the, the crop for, for them and their family. So um, yeah, you're absolutely spot on. That's yeah, it's that's really, really cool stuff. I think it's going to have a, a huge contribution. And toward the end of the interview here in a few questions, I, I may kind of ask about that environmental sustainability side of things just just a little bit more. But I guess right now I'd like to hear, you know, I know we've only had this this system out here for two months, you know, and it's only been, you know, commercially uh, available to the public since April. Yep. But have you heard any any interesting stories from Australia or some of these areas out in the Pacific Northwest, Canadian Plains of people using this system already and kind of what the initial response has been out there? Yeah. So uh, again, when, when you're talking about fallow ground application, um, the, the, the feedback from, from customers, dealers, everyone is, is extremely positive. Um, I was actually, I was talking to a, a deer team member who's in the, uh, in, in our field, supporting our dealers up in North Dakota. And, and the really interesting thing is the ways, you know, how we we're, we're targeting towards fallow ground, but dealers and customers, they're, they're, they're curious, they're experimental. So up in North Dakota, they've been, they've been having some crop practices in small grains areas. Um, after harvest, they'll do a burnout. And um, in, in some instances, they've been uh, electing to spray in the fall before the freeze, and they've been um, seeing better weed control uh, versus spraying in the spring. And so we actually have um, so some dealers who are going to be and customers who are going to be experimenting with using this sea and spray technology um, on on kind of the the burned down uh, stubble areas of fields where where they still still see uh, weeds emerge in the fall. So uh, again, we're really focused on the foul ground, but our, our customers and dealers are going to continue to to push the technology to to see where it can go. And and obviously we're we're super committed. 
Um, we're only talking right now about fallow ground. A, a farmer is probably listening to this saying, well, I want to use it in, in season, right? I want right, to yep. talk about pesticide. I want to talk about fungicides. So we, we know that the roadmap in, in the future, uh, this has, this has a long, <laughs> a lot of long legs on it, but, um, the, the initial feedback for, for sea and spray select and foul ground has been, been really positive. To dig yep. in a little bit, we've got a lot of corn growers, a lot of soybean growers down here in, in Nebraska and, and back where I'm from in Alabama, we've got a lot of peanut and cotton growers. And I know that our cotton growers would love to have a system like this. And so when you say long legs, what sort of time frame are, are we kind of looking at before those farmers may get to see some in-season benefit? And I know, I know that's going to be hard to predict, but you know, I'm just, just curious. You know, I, I really can't say we're, we're continuing to to evaluate and and pour tons of, of time and money and resources into into what that future could look like. But that that those timelines are are really undefined at this point. Sure, and it's it's really hard because you have to. That's that's one of those things that you can't mess up. Like period. Like you know, if you if you mess it up, the the detrimental impact on a crop is is worth way more than trying to get that product out there early. So that's, it's, it's good. I mean, I know our, our, our corn growers are going to be chomping at the bit once something finally, finally comes around to, uh, to help them out for in season, in season applications. I, I guess, you know, I, I don't know if I have a ton more questions. I think we've covered a lot of ground in a pretty short amount of time. Is there anything that, that we didn't get to that you'd like to specifically talk about or, or share with us? You know, I, I, I've really enjoyed it, Jackson. Uh, really commend you for, for what you and, and uh, the Nebraska Extension Office are doing to promote digitalization and technology in agriculture. And, and, and really, I just encourage and anybody who's, who's interested in, in everything that we're talking about today, the, the best way to learn more is, is to contact your local John Deere dealer. You know, we've, we've got uh, from people who are dedicated agronomists at the dealership level to people who only work on the technology and, and software sides of things at the dealership to full service and, and, and sales departments. You know, the John Deere dealer is, is your one-stop shop to understanding how this, this technology and equipment can, can improve their operations. And, and like I said, we're, we're just started on this, yeah. this sea and spray journey. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be more than happy to come on when we've got future news to, to share with you, uh, about, uh, the, the sea and spray, uh, technology. Yeah, that, that would be great. And, and I've really enjoyed learning more about where the technology is right now, where it's going, what sort of, what sort of effects we're seeing already out there in the field in just a very short amount of time. Uh, and one thing that we like to do on all of our shows, which is always the hardest question for our guests is we like to ask for a piece of advice. And so what advice do you have for farmers, custom applicators, um, or even dealers who are dealing with this technology for the first time and are looking to increase uh, the efficiency of, of either their spray operations or the spray operations of their customers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, I, I, again, I'll just reiterate, working closely with your John Deere dealer understanding the amount of capability within the technology. Sometimes there's, there's late adoption to technology and it can, can seem overwhelming or um, just unrealistic. And, and just working closely with our John Deere dealers, um, as I mentioned, the spe specialists that we've got there are, are second to none in, in the industry and are gonna be able to help you understand incremental benefits to your bottom line and, and, and your environmental sustainability. So really um, can't, can't tout our, our dealers 
highly enough for, for how well they, they work with our customers. Thank you very much to Franklin Pites of John Deere for taking the time to join us today here on the Farm Bits podcast. It's really exciting that CN Spray technology is finally making its way to the commercial market and that some growers in some geographies, uh, particularly in some, some fallow ground production systems, are starting to benefit from this technology. But it's still a long ways from where it is going to be as we start to move towards this in-season spot spraying of weeds. Uh, but even now, in the production systems that's operating in, it's starting to have some significant impact um, there's some environmental sustainability benefits, but I think really one of the most overlooked, uh, potentially most impactful benefits for agriculture uh, is that this site-specific, this, this real-time spot spraying of weeds um, by reducing the total amount of, of herbicide that is used uh, will actually allow farmers to invest uh, in more expensive and maybe more effective uh, mixes uh, with many different modes of action in that mix. Uh, or several different modes of actions, I should say, to really attack those weeds and, and try to fight and push back this weed resistance that we're seeing starting to have an impact on agriculture. Uh, and I think that's gonna be a, a really big benefit for this system. Uh, I wish we knew when exactly this system was going to be available for farmers and row crop production systems uh, looking to use this for in-season management, um, but completely understand that, you know, this is a very complex problem uh, and John Deere is, is looking to develop that sort of system. However, it really takes a long time to develop a system that will be effective and won't detrimentally impact crops once it's implemented for in-season management. So with that said, it was a really exciting episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, and I, I really appreciate Franklin taking the time to join us. And I hope that she'll take the time to join us again in our next episode as we continue to bring you digital ag stories of some of the technologies that are changing and shaping modern agriculture. Thanks. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Farm Bits podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week. We welcome your feedback. So if you have comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the review section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes. We'd like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high quality informational material to members of the agricultural community in Nebraska and beyond. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect reviews of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. We look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Farm Bits.